welcome to another production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Today your host is Dr. Jan Vidal. She is an educator, author, curriculum designer, and a specialist in neural development. Dr. Jan has spent 20 years encouraging, educating, and inspiring families through her company, Little Giant Steps. So, whether you have a typical, gifted, or struggling learner, these weekly Brain Coach tips will help you discover foundational keys to make learning and life easier through the neurodevelopmental approach. And now, welcome your host for today. Hello everyone, and welcome back for this week's Brain Coach Tip. I'm Jan Bedell, otherwise known as the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. It's so great to have this forum to share the revelations God has given me over the past 20 years. I have walked with many different families as they incorporate the help of the neurodevelopmental approach to see their children advance beyond their wildest dreams. My goal is to equip you with some brain-changing tips that can make all the difference in your child's future. Did you know that in the U.S., it is estimated that one in five children are suffering as struggling learners? I'm thinking that many of these struggling learners are children whose parents think they're just not trying. It's so discouraging for parents and children when there are reasons why the child is having such difficulty, but it is misinterpreted as just not trying. Because this issue is so prevalent and I want to help families avoid these conflicts, I'm asking you to share the link to this podcast with people you know. You never know what person in your path might really need this information. Think of what it would mean to one of your acquaintances to find help for their child. Many people have told me that it is a God thing that has made them aware of the help we offer here at Little Giant Steps. You might just be the link God wants to use so another family can get the help they're praying for. We both thank you in advance. Well, today we're going to be talking about children that seem to have some difficulty with schoolwork, and it may appear to people around them that they're just not trying. I thought it would be strategic today to bring in a guest. I've invited someone that has a lot of experience in this area to be with us today. Her name is Ruth Young. Let me tell you a little bit about Ruth. She was a certified teacher early on in her career, and she was strategic in starting a university model school. That's a two-day-a-week school where you homeschool three days and you school two days. She homeschooled five of her children at different times during their education. She's used the neurodevelopmental approach with two of her children for four and a half years of that homeschooling. And she's been a neurodevelopmentalist on our team for the past 12 years, an integral part of what we do at Little Giant Steps. Oh, and since that's not enough, she's a pastor's wife and has been for 36 years. Welcome, Ruth. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you. So, Ruth, I know that you and I have heard this over the years, that the children just don't seem to be trying. Would you say you've experienced that? Yes, I think it's very common for this to be happening. Parents are aware that their children are bright, and they're convinced 
that their children are not trying when really it's just a glitch somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that a lot of times we just don't realize that things are that are hard for people, they just avoid doing. And this is maybe a reason why children are avoiding doing some of the things that make it seem like they're just not trying. Well, one example was that they just can't feel their body in space or they don't have good pathways from their brain to their hand. And so they would just want to avoid writing. I know you had a little bit of experience with that in your own family. Yes, Will was five or six years old and it was time to teach him writing. So handed him the pencil and went about the process of showing him the letters and he would give a little bit of attention to it and try it and stop. And he was ready to go on and do other things. He did not want to write and he avoided it as much as possible. I couldn't understand. I had girls before that and they enjoyed writing, but he, I figured, well, he's a boy. Maybe this is something different. But really, it turned out that he really did have a glitch and later was diagnosed with dysgraphia, mm. which, which really is just a disconnect between the brain and the hand. Now, you know that now, but you didn't know it at the time he <laughs> no. got that, that label. No. And, you know, he has a good heart, but I have to admit, I felt like he just wasn't trying. Mm. So handwriting is just one area that they might avoid doing things and you think they're not trying. But, you know, they could have problems with their eyes converging or tracking. And then they would want to avoid reading. They could have low processing. That's trouble holding pieces of information together, either auditorily or visually. And especially auditorily, this could have to do with comprehension and make it seem like they're reading, but they're not applying themselves because they can't remember anything that they read when it's really just processing. They could be even making mistakes in following directions or the spoken directions that are given to them, reading directions, and then they just go off and start doing something. That would make a family kind of think they're not trying, right? Yes, yes. Ruth, I know you've told me about uh, one of your families that voiced these very words. He's just not trying, often to you during your evaluations. I just wondered if you'd tell the audience about that story. Andy was a freshman in high school, and they had to take him out of one school and were putting him in another school because he was failing and he was being given another chance and Now, they were coming to see me to see if I could do anything with him. They were convinced he was lazy because he was very, very bright. And he could do math. However, he was making lots of careless mistakes. He made so many careless mistakes that it caused a failing grade in his math. Wow. So he did a program with me, and the the dad came with the mom. And he, too, was convinced that his son was lazy and that we were wasting his money because the child was still failing. And I had to look that dad straight in the eye and tell him his son had a difficulty with a central detail problem and he actually couldn't see the sign, whereas 
he should be multiplying a problem, but he added it instead. He added it perfectly because he thought the sign said adding. The truth is he missed seeing the sign. It was simple as that. And I said, we can fix that fairly easily. So that's a developmental thing, not just uh, something that he needed to go to the eye doctor about. No. No, it was just, it's a optical development and optic nerve development. And he was not lazy. I have to tell you, Jan, he was a good student, a good child. He was not lazy. He was trying with all his might to do the work that was asked for of him. And he was not doing well in school in spite of all of the effort he was putting out. So glitches that we're finding in their development where they're just not functioning that the way they should in those areas can cause them to be just really struggling in these things and not even wanting to try in some instances. I know some try really hard and they're still judged as not trying and then you know, when you hear that enough, you just kind of stop trying. Self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes. Well, wasn't Andy an athlete too? How did this affect him? Uh, yes, he was a track star. I mean, he could run and he was very athletic and his dad was so proud of him, but he couldn't do athletics because he couldn't keep his grades up. Mm. So that gift, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't fulfill this gift because of these glitches in his eyesight and, and his ability to see. So these things that are developmentally not developed the way that they should along the way can really have rippling effects on family dynamics and all kinds of areas of your life. Yes, when the dad realized that it was a physical issue, he backed down, you know, and his heart softened and he thought, oh... Well, yes, of course. Let's get this fixed. That's great. Thanks for sharing that with us. So this child was working with you on a one-on-one basis, but some families aren't really ready to do that or not able to do that. And we have something that can help them that's called developmental foundations. Now, I have to tell all of you out there that I have a dad that was in sales, and he worked on me a lot. He tried to get me to be good at sales, but those genes were passed down, but I just am not a salesperson. But what I realized that if parents are not equipped adequately to help their child, that that child is not going to be able to overcome those brain inefficiencies that are so frustrating for them and for the child. Children don't typically grow out of these glitches in their brain. They do cope and compensate, and depending on the ability of that compensation is how far that they're able to go. We have a better plan. Another way to approach this is by giving the child the direct intervention so that they don't have to compensate, but that root cause can be addressed. That's what we do with the Developmental Foundations program. Now, I know, Ruth, you were at a homeschool convention with us one time, and a mom just gave you an amazing story. Would you share that with us? Yes. This mom had brought three of her boys, actually. They were all three in high school. 
And this particular young man was 17 years old, and he was a senior in high school and had just taken his ACT test and had bombed it. He had made a 14 on that test, and he was not able to be entering college with at that level. And so he had begged, actually, he had begged and asked his mother if he could do the Developmental Foundations program because he had heard that it could help his brain. And so he came in, he got a, a screening, and they bought the Developmental Foundation. And this young man, he did it five days a week. I think it was an hour a day. Uh, total of his activities, which he could do a little bit before school and some after. And you know, Jan, that he didn't have time between the first ACT test and the second one for the full four months of working on it like it was designed to be done, because that second test came at the three-month mark. Mm. And even so, he made a 20 on that next ACT test, which brought him up to college ready. From a 14 to a 20? I know. It's unheard of. I mean, you can't even study or practice to get that much of an improvement in a score. So what do you think that came from? I mean, how did that? how is that even possible? Well, the Developmental Foundations has a unique exercise program that actually builds pathways in the brain so that Jonathan was then able to access the information that was there faster, more efficiently, and more accurately. And you have to have that kind of speed and ability to access that information to take those tests. I mean, you've got that pressure and everything on you that's added. So that is so exciting to hear that what we're able to do can really make that much effect in such a short time. Now, a lot of people... It, it takes a year or so to do neurodevelopment to the full extent to get all those glitches taken care of, and sometimes two years, depending on the severity of the issues. You know, if there's autism or something like that, it may take longer for sure, but it's really exciting to be able to offer this developmental foundations so that we can just get them started at least. And then there's other options of how to more individualize each of those programs so that they can make a huge difference for these families. And and I'm hoping to go from people saying they're not trying to look at what they've been able to do. That's, there you go. Yes. That's a real hope for me. So I'm going to just unpack this box for the audience and just let them know what's in it so that they can make a decision about whether this might be something that they might want to try for their family. I know you're not at a homeschool convention where you can actually see these things, but you could go on the Little Giant Steps store. One of the three products at the bottom of the homepage of that store will be Developmental Foundations, and you can just click on that. Or you can go and click on the search and put in Developmental, and it will bring up all the products. There's three different Developmental Foundations, and I'll describe the difference to you. All of them have a DVD that's a two-hour neurodevelopmental approach DVD. What I do here is teach you how the brain receives, processes, stores, and utilizes information, gives you some things to 
just do kind of a screening on your own child based on that information. Now, this is a DVD that I used to give these lectures all the time. And then I would have these families line up at the end and I could tell from the questions they were asking that child was not going to get help. So that's why I expanded that DVD to give you a real track to run on and very specific information in the Developmental Foundations Kit. So it has that DVD. It also has an instructional DVD about how to get started with the program. And then in the box, it's a literal box, it has a number of tools. This is in the Basic Developmental Foundations. The tools are typically for children that don't know their math facts. So it's going to have a skip count CD. And you can look on the store and actually see these things as I'm calling them out if you want to look at those or look at them later. There's a skip count CD that doesn't do skip counting to music because our philosophy is if, if you don't put it in the dominant hemisphere, then you have to sing a whole song to get that information out. Just think of that ABC song. And if somebody says, what comes after H? And you don't have that in your dominant hemisphere, you have to sing that little song till you get to the information. So that's why we do our skip count a little bit different. And they listen to it twice a day for two minutes until they've got that particular skip count and then they move to another one. It's going to have the digit spin decks that have the 125 cards so that you can work on the auditory processing. And in there is the test kit as well for auditory and visual. And you can use these cards for both auditory and visual as well. It's going to have one operation of rapid recall. You can choose whichever operation your child needs to learn. And if you don't know for sure how they're doing on their math facts, we have a math assessment that is on our website. You can access that from the home page and see where they are in their proficiency. It's going to, going to have grade level and how many they should be able to do at the different ages. So it's got those tools. It's got a tool in there to help with the cortical opposition so that their handwriting is better. And it also has tactile gloves that helps with the tactile system where it desensitizes if they have that hypersensitivity to touch. It also has something that you can track your grade level of comprehension in so you can be encouraged by the progress that you're making there. The most unique thing about developmental foundations is these are just the tools and you can get those individually on the website. But what we do is take the information from that DVD and we say these are the brain organizing activities that you need to do. And we actually teach it to you on what's called web training. So we bring up a web training site. We set that up for you and you have access to that to look at the videos and hear the explanation of how to do it, why you're doing it, and what it's going to do. And then also you see that happening with a child, whatever the activity is. And so you get a really good understanding of how that happens. Then there's a tracking sheet where you can keep track of your progress where 
encouraging people to do five days a week. And it takes about an hour. Some of the things they can do on their own, some of the things you will be doing with them one-on-one, but it's a combination of those kinds of things that make the kind of progress that we're talking about. Building that foundation so that their function is better. And then it's a matter of looking at, oh, is this a behavioral issue when you see them not trying? Or is it really something that we can fix by working on that brain so that it works better? You know, the brain controls everything you do. So if they're not trying, it could be basically because it's just they want to avoid it. Now, the developmental foundations, I said there's three different ones. There's the complete, which is the one I've just described. And then there's the deluxe. That has everything that I just talked about there. The rapid recall with one operation and all the other things that we mentioned. Plus, we add a computer program for the short-term memory, auditory and visual, called sequencing in a flash. We add that in there as a, at a discount, and that's what's called the deluxe. Now, there's one more because some of the children, like Jonathan, he didn't need to work on his math facts. So the ones that are older and don't need to work on math facts, that's developmental foundations advanced. We also offer the developmental foundations if you find that your child needs more than just one operation of MathFax, or if you have a family that you know other children are going to need to know their MathFax, then you can order all of those at one time at a discount. So that's something else that you can look at. There's obviously more information on the website. There's a video that you can listen to. There's some testimonies about what Developmental Foundation has done and some more research that you can do there. And there's always articles that you can read that can help you understand more about why a child may be seeming to not try, and it's because there's really some glitches. So I just want to encourage you, educate yourself, equip yourself with a way to help your child, and keep them moving forward. Well, that's about all the time we have today. So my prayer is that this information encourages you to stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network for more Brain Coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, we'll be exploring the topic, What Causes the Drama Queen or the Drama King Reactions in Homes Across the U.S.? We will be looking at different root causes of these reactions. You really can't change these situations by talking through it or making new rules in the home. Ruth, I know you have some experience with one of your children in this area too. Would you come back next week and give us a personal example of how changing the function of the brain can bring an even-keeled behavior and higher functioning for an individual? I would be happy to come back next week, Jan. It's an exciting story to tell. We look forward to hearing that. Now, for now... It's the Brain Coach signing off and reminding you that neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray you'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. The NDAP 
Approach for Life is a proven program to increase learning performance naturally. Little Giant Steps is there for you. If you have questions for the Brain Coach to incorporate the skills and techniques taught in our podcast, please email cj at littlegiantsteps.com. That's C as in cat, J as in joy, at littlegiantsteps, all one word, dot com. So until next time, may the good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.